Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing four weekly podcasts, Dumb Dumbs and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, and Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, as well as four event podcasts with miniseries releases at staggered intervals, Curse Code and Crown, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the Bad Movie Review Show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise. Welcome back, children of the night, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am your host, Count Vlad von Lestat, drinker of blood, keeper of the Chronicle, and all around the spooky dude. Her coterie has been ambushed by the FBI, CSIS, and the Inquisition. Ridley escaped the bar, though he was forced to leave Harvey behind. Everett was shot in the head and carted off by a mysterious stranger, and Iris arrived at the scene and is debating taking drag to save her unknowingly already safe friends. Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. Iris, you look down into your hand, uh, you look outside at Mayday Malone surrounded by uh, squad cars uh, and police. Uh, you see the bear boys, some of the bear boys being arrested. Uh, you know your friends are inside and under threat. And you look at the vial of drac in your hand, ignoring the like pair of Uzis that are kind of like cutting into your under boob in an uncomfortable way, like an underwire. Uh, what do you do? I take a deep breath and I take the drac. 
So, uh, gents, uh, feel free to smoke them if you got them, because uh, I think we have ourselves an Iris Dunn episode. <clears throat> um, Why do I not feel any more relaxed? <laughs> Iris, uh, you throw back. Uh, you taking one vial or two? One. <laughs> I think I need to take both of them I if I'm going to do this. I had not considered that. Uh, we have a uh, a variation on a soda stream uh, called a sparkle that you pour like chemical packets into to make the, the fizzies. And uh, today the first one didn't work, so I had to put in two. And oh boy, did I have a super fizzy beverage after. So I've just been thinking about how effective doubling the Double dose fizz. of something is. So dare I say this, <clears throat> does Iris sparkle a la Twilight? No. Does double drag no. yield Twilight Sparkle? No. Because of the sparkling water bit? I don't think yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Tom. Look, <laughs> I'm not going to say it does, but I'm not going to say it doesn't. In the same way that, like, it never says that Dorothy's slippers are ruby slippers, but the movie made them ruby <laughs> slippers. So now when you think oh of gosh. those slippers, you assume they're ruby colored. So I'm not going to say she sparkles. Magical maybe- girl Iris Dunn transformation sequence. <laughs> <laughs> she is the one Iris Dunn. Um, Mel Year's like, yeah. a horrifying a- monster lunches. Emily is her tuxedo mask. Honestly, I'm, I'm kind of into this version of this story. Um, all right. So, uh, Iris, you throw back two vials of Drac. Um, and uh, for um, a second, um, your vision um, clouds uh, and you find yourself um, in the same mental space you were uh, when you, you know, tried to become a blood god that one time. Um, but uh, you kind of have a moment almost of like falling back into that. And then you, you stand up and kind of straighten up lower your head and just start stalking forward out of it. Uh, and then suddenly you find yourself uh, fresh air and rain hitting your face. Um, you're, you're wearing like there's, there's some kind of weird outfit that you're, you're shrugging off. Like there's just something kind of um, a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, and as you kind of shrug your shoulders, uh, you hear heavy metal hit the ground uh, and looking down um, through kind of a pulsing blood red haze, uh, you see the door of a cab um, fall off your shoulder um, as uh, your limbs uh, begin to pop and twist um, and you can feel them elongating. It's no longer just your fingers. It's your forearms uh, and your arms and your legs. Um, you feel your knees invert. Um, it's uncomfortable, uh, but suddenly you feel very grounded uh, and, and suddenly very able to move. Um, and, uh, as you stalk towards uh, a number of cops who are turning and looking up at you, which is odd because a lot of people don't look up at you, um, and kind of doing that classic, like Godzilla thing where they look up a little bit and start to shake, uh, with guns. Um, you hear, uh, the voice in your head again, say, oh, you're back already. Oh, wow. You know, I... The first time we met, I kind of assumed that you you weren't looking for, for this. But you're looking for this? I need this right now. Oh, good. Let's go to work. Uh, Iris, um, give yourself uh, the temporary boosts uh, we had talked about previously to strength, brawl, 
Um, you doubled your dosage on this one, uh, so I'm also going to give it to you for Mealy and... So you gave me... I was I put my strength up to four, my brawl up to two, so then Mealy up to... Um, so you put your brawl up to two? Well, I had none beforehand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay, but you've doubled your dose, so put your strength to five, your brawl to four... And your melee to four. Okay. Uh, I'm going to need you to lose, uh, fully block out uh, one point of humanity. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're going to have disadvantage on mental checks. Okay. Because uh, you're you're raging. Um, <clears throat> so Iris, uh, having fully become uh, the spooky monster who shows up at the end of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, uh, three squad cars in front of you, um, and, uh, a few, uh, terrified, uh, police officers raising guns. What do you do? Um, how aware am I? Am I full rage or do I have some, some, um, uh, this time, reasoning? this time you actually have reasoning, um, okay. For a couple of reasons. Um, so you have disadvantage on mental stuff only because, like, uh, you are super jacked up. And think of this, uh, again, as, like, a caffeine rush mm-hmm. rather than, um, like, being drunk or something. It's, like, just a full blast of, like, energy and power. Um, can, however, I toss a, can I toss a cab? Uh, so you burst out of the cab. So the cab is, is wrecked behind you. If you want to toss a squad car, you can attempt to. Yeah, I'm probably going to try to... it. Uh, toss a squad car in their general direction without trying to hit them. I just want, like, they're police officers. I don't feel like they have anything to do with this, so I kind of want to get them out of the way. I gotcha. Okay. So um, you are currently standing about seven feet tall, um, but uh, you've kind of got uh, vaguely slender man uh, proportions in that your arms are very long. um, Your neck is slightly elongated. Your jaw has dropped out again um, to the large fangs. That said, all of this is happening pretty quickly, so you're not quite there yet. It's kind of uh, happening as you you move. Uh, if you're going to want to toss a squad car, uh, I'm going to say that's athletics and strength. Uh, I'm not going to give you bonuses to athletics only because you've gotten better at slashing and killing. That doesn't necessarily mean you're better at, like, sports. Coordinate, coordination. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> In fact, coordination's probably a pretty big problem for you right now. Oh, that's a three successes. Uh, yeah, I mean that that works for throwing a car. Um, so you get your spindly hands under it, um, and uh, you just flip uh, flip the cop car up. Uh, I'm gonna roll for them to dodge. Uh, we'll see how they do. Well, I'm rolling this. Um, actually, no, that's too much for me to roll and also narrate. Um, okay, so two of them get out of the way. Uh, one of them gets hit uh, fairly squarely by the car. That's okay. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it is and it isn't. Uh, so I rolled a d6 uh, to determine uh, which of these cops was Billy Kincaid. On a one or two, uh, the cop who gets hit by the car is Billy Kincaid. And my friends, that's a hot one. Uh, so um, a... Uh, a you co- don't know who Billy Kincaid is. No, she has no clue who that is. <laughs> I don't know who he is. 
So uh, one cop just gets like clocked by the car uh, and, and sort of crushed under it as the, the car rolls away. But um, the rest scatter. The bear boys who are against the wall do that like hilarious perp run thing where their hands are, are handcuffed behind them, but they like start kicking and running. Um, there's just kind of mass chaos uh, and you hear gunshots from inside. Um, so you, you begin to stalk your way inside. Meanwhile, on the... Uh, the police scanner in the squad car, uh, Ridley, are you driving or is Chonky driving? You're driving, I think. Ridley would drive, yeah. Right. Um, so uh, the over the police radio, um, you hear um, uh, kind of like a, almost a, there seems to be a hymn playing uh, over the radio. Um, and uh, you hear someone just say, hello, this is um, Sister Valerium Canpos. Uh it would seem our operation has become slightly more complicated, which is most unfortunate, but it would truly please the Lord and uh, all of us uh, here at the Institute um, if you would kindly send any uh, sympathetic units uh, to this particular address. It would seem things are getting rather messy, which is most unfortunate. So all available units in our particular diocese, if you could please make your way there and put down any remaining abominations that would be most appreciated. Praise be and good luck. So I think at this point, Ridley just like pulls over with a screech. He's like, oh, fucking ass. Fight it, fucking Everett. Because uh, he would assume if he heard there's still an abomination on site, it's Everett probably trying to like save police lives and be classy. So he's like, fucking hell, we got away and everything. And he looks to the cop in the back because I'm imagining the one that he fought is dead, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the one chunky beat up is just in rough shape. Cool. How big are these cops, Tom? Is it possible to do an outfit switcheroo? Uh, yeah, but you'd look like me when I was still trying to get away with large button-ups. So, like, you can do it, but you're going to have some of them poppy buttons. What about Chonky? Chonky's bigger than you. I know. That's why I was checking. Okay. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Fucking hell. All right. So, yeah, he'll fucking get out the back and he'll, like, put on, put on the dead guy's clothes when he's talking to the other guy. Well, like, Chon- Chonky, like, like, sort of, like, raises a hand. And Chonky's also a little bit fucked up because he's still relatively new at this. He says, uh, wait, sir, uh. Are, are you trying to dress up as a cop to go back there and try and sweet talk him? Well, I wouldn't say sweet talk. I'd say, you know, maybe ultraviolence. We'll see. Uh, well, uh, you know, listen, the boys are pretty good at ultraviolence. Uh, we, we we got a bunch of uh, a bunch of us just out there patrolling. Why don't we call them in? Okay, yeah. Okay, fucking you call them if you've got a phone. I got white pants. That's all I fucking got. Uh, yeah, well, here's the thing. It, it, as long as they didn't start killing anyone... This whole thing can kind of go away. But the moment they start fucking killing people, we have to kill fucking everyone. And then well, we got to disappear. Sir, I think that's what I'm suggesting. Um, you know, all, all, all the boys would, would die for you and what you've done for this neighborhood. Uh, do we want to send them in? Fucking hell. They can make it look like it's, uh, we've been hanging around the bar a bunch. We can make it seem like it was us. Maybe buy, buy you guys some time to move, and then all we need to do is come up with an alternate identity and uh, re- rejoin you somewhere else. Yeah, fucking do it. we got to get everybody out. But make sure TJ gets out okay, okay? That fucking old cunt didn't ask for none of this. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, he just pulls out a burner phone, uh, and he looks at it and says, uh, I mean, uh, sir, this is where you're a gang. You want to make the call? 
Oh, fuck. Yeah, we're all right. Punch it in and then we'll talk to the boys. So uh, he punches in. Um, uh, it's, it's an iPhone. So he like hits like a merge call and it just keeps hitting merge call. Uh, sorry, so let's just take another second here. It just keeps hitting merge call. Uh, Ridley's he, trying to shove himself into pants that don't quite fit. Yeah, he's like, uh, all right, sir. Sorry for the dicks. That's usually how I keep track of everybody. Here you go. And uh, you look at a merged call phone and like admittedly a lot of the profile pictures are, are people's junk, but you know, it's all very impressive. <laughs> I like it. Um, hello boys. It's a Riddler. This is one of those calls you hope you never have to make, but things went to shit. Everett's all fucked. Fucking TJ's in shit and we're surrounded by fucking coppers and fucking weird Jesus loving fucking vampire murdering assholes. So what I need you to do is to fucking big ugly. I need everyone to go in there. We need to wipe out the fucking coppers and everybody needs to go to fucking ground. We'll pull the boys back together through Chonky. He knows where you're at. I'm going to tell him to fucking disappear because he knows how to find you. We'll make a new version. You ain't going to be the bear boys. You're going to be something fucking better. And I'm going to find you so much fucking money. We're all going to the fucking Bahamas, boys. But let's send some men to hell before we get there. Fucking do it. Uh, and then he just like hangs <laughs> up. <laughs> Uh, and like a single tear uh, of blood rolls down Chonky's uh, and then he wipes it and like he reaches up to his forehead and there's like blood from the guy beat up. He's like, oh, yeah, still not used to not being able to cry. But that was that was beautiful, man. I oh, know. I love you, Chonky. You ain't some bastard. All right. Take the phone and you got to disappear. I can't lose you in this battle. You're the only one who knows how to find the boys. Uh, all right, sir. I'll, I'll find you. Uh, don't. um and he like takes a deep breath and he's like, I, I know he's kind of like my dad now or something weird like that, but um, don't, uh, don't die forever. Got a bad feeling about that guy. That is a very good reminder, my friend. All right, now you get out of here. And you, he just turns to the cop in the back fucking seat. He's just sitting there and he's like, who the fuck was that lady on the radio? And what the fuck is going on? You got three seconds for answers. Um, and he looks at you with wide eyes and Ryan, I'm going to need you to roll a intimidation and manipulation, please. Meanwhile, um, Iris you burst through uh, the now there's no door uh, on uh, TJ Malone's anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you burst in um, having to duck a little bit to get through the door. Uh, and there are uh, a bunch of uh, sort of like heavily armored uh, SWAT guys. Uh, there's about six of them. Uh, there were three agents uh, and um uh, slumped over in the corner uh, with a spray of uh, skull and blood um, kind of uh, dotting the wall behind him uh, is the limp corpse of TJ Malone. What do you do? Kill them all. Okay, let's roll some dice. Uh, Miles, I'm going to need uh, strength and uh, melee, please. <laughs> I will point out uh, the karaoke songs are still playing since Everett hit them. Uh, they haven't figured out how to turn it off. Tyler, what is currently playing? 
let's continue to be too on the nose uh, and say it's let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> also, I know it exists. I haven't heard it, but oh my god, the karaoke backing track for Let the Bodies Hit the Floor must be a true delight. Oh, I have heard it. <laughs> and it is. Because I went to karaoke. Tyler, you were there, weren't you? We did a... Uh, it's possible. We did a, re- We've done we did a, a reunion of the Bachelor Bachelorette in Niagara, and we went to an outlo- outdoor karaoke place. And this fucking 50-year-old woman in a leather jacket That's went up and right. did... She fucking killed it. Just crushed yeah. four and a half minutes of let the bodies hit the floor. It was the best thing I've seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. He would right. have Ridley would have given her all of his powers and walked away. I mean, yeah. one, nothing wrong with her. Two, <laughs> nothing wrong with her. Three, nothing wrong with her. Four, nothing wrong with her. Uh, Miles, what'd you roll? Uh, five successes, two are tens. And still no hunger. No hunger. Much disappoint. Sorry. Um, Tom, right. does Drac cause blood to disappear? <laughs> you horning in a... Actually, Shut yes. your face. Greetings, children of the night. It is I, Count Vlad von Lestat, drinker of blood, keeper of the Chronicle, and all around the spooky dude. I used to host the blood and syrup, but now I spend all of my time in the Dum Dums and Dragons Patreon. Yes, for just the cost of one dollar, one, ah, ah, ah. You can join the Patreon, get into the Discord, and talk to other fans about everything that's happening in your favorite shows. Alternatively, at higher levels, you can get ad-free feeds. You can add names and locations to the shows, or at the $25 level, you can even create your own NPC of darkness, or light, or whatever various lighting solution you want. You create your character, and they appear in one of our shows, causing all forms of shenanigans, and your name ends up in the credits. It's a pretty sweet deal. In any case, join our Patreon of darkness at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Sleep well, children of the night. Ah, ah, ah. Spooky. Hey everybody, Tom McGee here, your friendly neighborhood DM, and I just wanted to thank you so much for listening to our shows. I hope you're having a great time. Obviously we are. I'm probably really stressed because they're they're probably doing something horrible to me right now, but uh, I hope you're enjoying it, and uh, we're enjoying you being here. And listen, if you want to get a little bit more involved uh, in our show and with the various things we do, you can check out patreon.com slash dice where you can find more information about how you can become a part of the show, how you can screw with me on air, how you can add names and all that sort of stuff. And it's a great way to support us in our ongoing dumb adventures. So thanks very much for joining us. And I will see you out there in the dumbverse. Yes. Ryan. Miles, you can't roll three tens and not get a messy successy on Drac. <laughs> oh I got two God. tens. That's all you need. Also, you kind of want a what, messy okay, success. Sorry, what do you... Okay, no, sorry. <laughs> I don't have any hunger. Miles, what you do is you remember me this roll, moment. Me, no, no, no. You, you store it deep down inside and you fucking shit all over Ridley's parade one day. <laughs> Miles. No, no, no. A messy successy, a messy successy happens when you get a one and a ten. No, no two dude, tens. it's two tens. It's and I would when argue you get a ten with a hunger die. I don't have hunger die. You are being Thomas? assigned hunger die in real time no. right now. You know now. what? No. <laughs> That's not in the mechanics. No. <laughs> okay, fine. You know what? You just get a very good success uh, against all the people you're trying to kill. Great. Yeah. Really Ryan, wouldn't want a messy success right here, right now. <laughs> I, 
I, I just, I think it would have made sense, but I'm not objecting. <laughs> uh, okay, so you know what? You just get a regular critical success. And you begin to tear people apart. That's all I want. Successfully and messesfully. So you just uh, succeed in a messy way, killing uh, people all around you. Um, But that said, uh, because you refused a messy successy, which would have helped you in this situation, you kill two people. Everyone else turns and opens fire on you. Um, So I'm going to need a... uh, a dexterity and well actually this is a good question miles would you try and dodge gunfire or would you just kind of stalk through it at this point given that you're kind of a tall murder machine i try and stalk through it okay um set your survival to four and then i'm gonna want please a stamina and survival i know your stamina hasn't really gone up um, but also given that you're like a weird Slenderman creation, I feel like stamina isn't exactly in your wheelhouse, but survival would be. Well, for whatever reason, I had stamina at three, so. Oh, that's very good. <laughs> Iris is just in good shape. Yeah. She fit. One success. Uh, oh boy. Um, okay. Uh, take, uh, four points of superficial damage to your health. Okay. Uh, as literally everyone left just turns and starts pumping ammo into you. It's one of those classic, uh, People shooting, I mean, it usually happens in a Resident Evil game. Everyone turns their guns on the big spooky monster. The big spooky monster kind of doesn't care. But, you know, what else are you going to do when you've got uh, machine guns? So, Iris, you've torn two people in half. um, And uh, the demon says, um, oh, um, your body seems to be deteriorating a bit. Are you all right? I'm holding up. Oh, okay. That's that's good to hear. You are a, a better vessel than I expected, I, I must say. I'm stubborn. Mm, that's good quality. Uh, shall we kill one of the ones with the machine guns next? Seems right. Excellent. Hey, do me a favor. Can you bleed into his mouth a little bit? I can try. So, uh, Miles, I will give this to you as a, a choice Iris can choose to, to do or not do. Uh, do you attempt to bleed into the mouth of one of these guys? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm furious. Yeah, no, legit. Uh, again, that's why it's, why it's a choice. There's, there's no trick here, uh, ish. Um, so you no, just, I'm just reach saying, out. I'm, no, I'm just, I'm just... Uh, I get it. You reach out with spindle fingers, grab one of the like the the guys who isn't wearing a helmet, and just kind of like hold them under you and just full on horror movie like vomit uh, blood into his mouth. Uh, and you see his eyes go black uh, and black veins spread across his face like he's Dark Willow from Buffy. Uh, and then kind of um, almost in a, a kind of vaguely um, broken puppet way, he turns and just starts firing his pistol uh, at um, the people behind him. Uh, And as he opens his mouth, kind of a a blackish tar seems to drip between his 
uh, his the roof of his mouth and his jaw, and you hear the voice say, "Oh, that's the good stuff." Honestly, none of them are as good as Kindred, but you know we'll make do. Um, so he uh, he shoots two of his unarmored uh, compatriots uh, and then shoots himself in the head. Yay! <laughs> um, Ridley, two successes on intimidating the police officer. Um, so uh, he, he just says, uh, uh, "Listen, I, 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 I you, wow, uh, okay, um, that lady, uh, she apparently, my boss told me uh, she's really important, and that we had to listen to her. Um, she, she's, she's part of some like uh, secret task force or something. Uh, it might be some QAnon stuff. I don't know. All right, who's your boss? What's he, what's her name? Uh, well, my my boss. Uh, that would be uh." Uh, 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 D- Detective Farnsworth. You got a first name for Farnsworth? Yeah, yeah. Uh, of, of course they do. Everyone has a first name. It's 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 uh, Captain uh, Cannabic Farnsworth. Cannabic Farnsworth. Excellent. Uh, and then I eat him. Uh, I just drain him, fucking bone dry. Ah! <laughs> I need it all, for I am hungry and injured. Uh. Okay, uh, and then basically I just want to shove his corpse into the passenger seat and I want to drive back, race back to the scene of the crime. Back to okay. TJ's. Um, so you pull up uh, at the back. Um, the uh, You see um, a couple of cops with shotguns uh, leaning against their car. Mid-conversation, we're like, well, I mean, I just didn't expect him to steal. Oh, shit, he's back! Uh, and then they, they turn and... Oh, man, uh, I wore such a nice outfit. You did. Um, but uh, unfortunately, they saw you when you left. <laughs> so reasonable. Mm-hmm. Uh, they open fire with shotguns. Uh, I'm going to need to see if you can get out of the way of this, or are you just going to muscle through? Um, muscle through, probably, because he's got his like vampiric toughness that he definitely would put on the moment he was approaching the scene. Okay. <sighs> uh, so st- stamina and survival, then, I guess, bud. Stamina and survival. Cool. Yeah, let's see what we got. That is one success. Um, okay. So take uh, two points of superficial. Okay. As you're kind of sprayed. Admittedly, you're not, you're like running toward them. So shotguns aren't super effective, but um, they kind of spray you with with shot uh, as you you rush. Um, are you going to ignore them and go for the door, or are you going to deal with these two guys? Uh, I'm imagining I can see that there are a ton of dead bodies all over the place, and hear like you're not in yet. Show. No, but can I hear it like through the windows? Are there were people hit with cars and shit outside, right? Like, what am I seeing out here? Oh yeah, um, yeah. Actually, Iris would be in the middle of her killing spree, but it's on the main floor. You're out back near the so base. I get horror movie gun flash in windows and giant shadows moving kind of thing. Uh, well, no, cause you're the way I'm imagining this, uh, the back entrance is like the back entrance to a lot of bars and restaurants where it's just kind of like a nondescript non windowed wall, basically with like a booze access and like a heavy metal door. So I don't think you're getting much of the, the violence from inside. But you did hear it on the radio, so you know it's happening. It's just... Yeah, no, they've got weird Inquisition shit. This is a kill everybody scenario, so no, he's just going to murder these fucking cops. All right, go ahead with that. uh... They hit him with a light grenade. He doesn't have time to fuck around. I mean, these guys didn't. They just shot you with shotguns. Same, same. They're all on a team. (laughs) Fuck them. All right, uh, strength and brawl. 
Great. And while you're rolling that, we'll cut back inside. Um, so, Miles, um, Iris is new to the uh, spindly monster murder game. How do you imagine um, her attacking this room looks like? Like, what do you think uh, she's doing? Because I don't feel like she's, like, tactically, like, running around being like, this one's the strong one. What, mm-hmm. uh, what do you think her, her approach to murdering this room is? Uh, she probably starts with being pretty flaily and just, like, knocking people back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then starts to, to kind of, like, try to be a bit more surgical with, like, ripping body parts off. Mm-hmm. Or, like, going for the heart or, like, slashing at their heads. Right. So, kind of the more you work your way kind of into the essentially like the body of this monster you're now controlling it at first yeah. it's kind of like ah oh, what am i doing but as you she's move, testing like- her range she starts by te- i start by testing my range and like just giving myself space mm-hmm. and then it starts to become like once i figure out how to use or what the capabilities are like being a bit more precise Okay. I think for ease of narrative, Miles, uh, I'm going to get you to roll, please, three separate attack checks and just okay. mark down what you get because I'm going to cut back to Ryan in a sec. Um, but uh, yeah, strength and uh, melee, I think, given that you're now getting less brawly and more tactical about what you're doing. Um, so if you could just chart those for me and then I'll cut back to you in a sec. Um, the same roll three times? Uh, yeah, yeah, same same skill set. Uh, that said, for clarity of purpose, uh, you took two vials of drac, so I'm going to give you two points of hunger. Okay. Um, great. So go ahead and roll with that. Uh, Ryan, what did you get? Cool. I got six successes on six die. <laughs> oh, man, you're fighting two regular humans. Uh, what happens to these two humans, Ryan? I think it's even simpler than his usual style because he's not sure how much of the murder that's been going on has been boys on cops or vampires Mm. on cops. So this is, I think he comes in and it's just shotgun to the first guy and just crack him across the chest with it and then crank it up and use the thumb to blow the side cop's head off and then spin it around and blow the head off the guy on the ground with the shotgun. Uh, So that they died by human means. Uh, and then he'd have to like go and basically try to like do that, like listen at the door, ready for somebody to come out the storage door. And then if he doesn't hear anything, then he'd give that like throw a fucking badge in <laughs> off his police shirt. Uh, you hear nothing. Okay, then he's going in gun up. This is charge time. Um, you like run in, shotgun up, uh, and uh, as you hit the base of the stairs, uh, you trip. Uh, and something gooey um, sticks to your boot, uh, and you turn around uh, to see uh, a, a charred body uh, reaching out to you, um, and through uh, a burnt throat, you just hear, Help! Oh, fuck me. All right, Harvey. you got to stay here, brother. I've got to get you. Fuck it. You want to eat fucking cats? You... Can't uh, <laughs> livid. They don't have any fucking cats. Um, all right, then. Fuck. He can't. He can't leave Harv here. Harv's on Team Vampire. Harv is Everett's. It's like his son and Everett's half son. Also, um, like, 
got a little bit of a crush going so like you know yeah we're yeah, all power, shipping it save the, the power dynamics weird but he's kind of into it uh so yeah he'll it, can, can he pick him up without like fucking breaking him uh yeah you can pick him up but it's it's like someone who's just covered in burns so like you pick him up and you, you feel that horrible like uh when you've roasted a marshmallow too long and it gets that like burnt skin that slides around a bit like you get that feeling uh as you pick him up great uh i mean that i'm not great but he's in my hands now uh i i would carry him out and put him in the cop like because there's got to be well the, the guys other... who just killed had a car yeah we'll take the undamaged in... cop car no one knows that we'll put him in that yep uh probably back seat so he can lay out and i'll like close him and be like, i'll be back fucking i don't know make cat sounds maybe one will come to you uh and then he'll fucking go back into the bar all right so we're gonna leave you at putting him into the car and then Perfect. we'll see what ends up happening with miles super roll also tyler thanks for hanging out bud Sorry you're you're shot in the head and vaguely out of commission for for a hot sec, but appreciate I, your patience. Uh, I'm I, I feel like making decisions is the worst thing that could happen to a player in this game. So <laughs> take me out of the whole fucking show, man. I'm great. This is fantastic. <laughs> All right, Miles, how'd you do? So the first row was seven successes. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You Why monster. do we even bother playing a game? Uh, All right, yeah, cool. What's the next one? Um. Three successes, um, and I got two ones. One was red, one was white. I don't know if that matters with failures. It does, but go okay. on. And then the third one was five successes. Okay. Uh, my friend, you rolled a bestial failure, right. uh, which is fascinating. So you begin to kill your way through the room, um, and as you are hacking and slicing and spraying um, – for a moment, the fog clears, and as it so often does, and so unfortunately does, as you look at the the Warhol, or not Warhol, um, the uh, Pollock esque blood splatter on the walls, um, the the fog that has enveloped you since you became a kindred passes, uh, and the haiku form falls away. And for a moment, you realize you actually have full control of your artistic faculties. As you do this, your body stops mid-murder, and a half-eviscerated body slips off your fingers. uh, As you begin to consider uh, mortality, but also power um, and, and success. And also, your mind is flooded with images of... Um, trees and of uh, endless forest and nature teeming with with creatures of uh, what seems to almost be an untouched natural world Um, your your mind is flooded with images of um, uh, smoke rising under uh, fish that has been strung out over um, planks of wood of uh, small um, wooden vessels traveling through water, um, of people fighting you. And then your mind sees those people start to be attacked by other people, people that you can control and manipulate. And you see the, the furry things that always kept you at bay start to just fall away. And slowly but surely, the world's starting to make sense uh, you also feel the weight of of earth around you, of being trapped under 
what seems to be a mountain, but all these things are just inspiring you and feeding you. Um, Miles, I'm not going to put you on the spot for coming up with uh, what this poem is right now, but Iris suddenly has a poem in her head that is crystal clear. With a bestial failure as a Toreador, you become fascinated by art. And usually it's like something beautiful around you. But for you, it's suddenly having access to your creative faculties again. What does that feel like for Iris? Uh, I think it's it's pretty overwhelming. She's kind of frozen a bit. Mm-hmm. It's almost too much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. At which point you, again, a, a body slips off your fingers and you hear the voice in your head say, get out of my head. Um, and then you feel a, an intense pain in your chest. And uh, it's, it's bothersome because, you know, it, it's interrupting the, the flow of your thoughts. Um, and you look down uh, to see um, a woman with a broken SWAT helmet um, holding uh, a pool cue. A pool cue that has been driven deep into your chest. Uh-uh. And suddenly the inspiration leaves. And so does your consciousness as you fall into torpor and your body on its back hinged knees collapses into a slick puddle of all of your victims. Unfortunately, a few victims too short. This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Megan Miles at Meggie Miles on Twitter, and storyteller Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and all of Dum Dums and Dice's logos are by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker on Twitter. That's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai angle and all our ads use the tracks no control in chiefs by jazzar that's j-a-h-z-z-a-r all of their music is available on freemusicarchive.org when it comes to dumb dumbs and dice you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com our twitter and instagram are at dumdumdice and on facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice we've also got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice and most importantly you can join our patreon of darkness at patreon.com slash dumdumdice that's d-u-m-b d-u-m-b d-i-c-e sleep well children of the night <laughs> dum dums and dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our patreon at this time christian manicola long long the half blind prophet james quayar charles grams christopher little sue one george dolby one true artistry orion birchfield lord abradovic Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.